In the far future, faster-than-light travel is possible via portals called stiffworks. Human and alien civilizations travel this way for millennia. Trade, war, and technology proliferate. Countless societies rise, thrive, fall, and vanish. Eventually, almost everyone forgets the secrets of the stiffworks. Almost. 300 years ago, the worshipful company of Stillfleeters is formed on Spindle, a space station of unknown origin. They send fleeters into the void using stiffworks in search of profit. It is 100 million years in the future. Welcome to Float City. Previously on Float City, the crew arrives on the pirate island Graffa to assist Zeshtino Novell, the company refactor Venus saved from certain death, in her quest to assure the weaponry the pirates have been squirreling away for her for years aren't suddenly sold for great profit now that Kakudun is on the brink of war. Grand Shandy, the Pirate King, says he may be able to convince the other members of the piratical convocation of the utility of this position, but only if the crew steal his eggs held in the house of his main political rival, Thea Drafad, thus removing any leverage she has over him. The team executes a daring heist wherein Oat presents Beta as Alpha, a wealthy arms dealer interested in purchasing Thea's home, all while other members of the crew infiltrate from the sewers to steal the eggs. They're successful, but to avoid harm, Mercus must take a pill that sends him melting through the center of Graffa, only to encounter some terrible force. We join the team the next morning, post-heist at the Grand Shandy's house, prepping for their next move in teasing out the conspiracy to kill Zeshtino and frame them for the murder. So yeah, you may all, you can all regain pool. You also all had a chance to level up. Uh, and so uh, you wake up this morning, not only feeling renewed, but feeling slightly more powerful. So shall we go around and just very briefly find out what everybody feels newly capable of? Well, a couple of things have happened with Vino's recently. And I think this has kind of come to a, a head here and, and now. And, and, and the good night's rest certainly did help. Um, but one of the things that happened whenever he was, um, when he called weird and was in his weird state for so long was he, he noticed his, uh, an ability that he had to affect people's behavior and make them kind of miss, um, and, uh, just be off in, in, a, in an important moment. Um, and this, uh, ability, uh, is called detune with this ability, uh, Venos can burn six grit and make someone, anyone, fail a roll at any time. This is a, f a free action. This could be done anytime, which was a kind of an interesting thing for him to to uh, notice that he could do. Um, the other thing is something that's been stewing inside him for a long time. Venos has been with the company longer than anybody else here. He's he's very very old, older than he even looks, and um, has lived longer than he is old. <laughs> because of his really his unique relationship with time throughout the years. And <laughs> uh, he has done things that he has questioned and he has wondered the true intention behind. 
and has served the company and given them the information or the the thing that needed to be retrieved and hasn't asked questions or many questions about why or, 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 or what. But the thing that allowed him to sleep at night has been that the company is good people. Um, uh, not good in all the ways that we think of as good, but ultimately is a force of good and stability of some sort in the in a chaotic universe. Um, this whole entire situation has made Vino's question all of that. If Racked could be part of a plan to literally start a war and have millions of people die so that he could profit from it, this is something that ha- has made uh, Vino sort of more than you know, incensed or livid or anything, just burning with deep hatred, essentially. Not only that, you know, there's just one bad egg, but this possibility that the company's turning its back on it, that murder and genocide is something that that this whole enterprise is, is okay with. And more times than once, he has has promised vengeance and felt a burning need for it. But um, he woke up this morning with new resolve and he has learned the ability promise vengeance. Um, this is uh, the ability to burn grit and designate one target. Everything that is inflicted upon you game-wise, good or bad, happens to your target as well. This becomes obvious to the target as soon as you or the they take damage. This is an ability. This isn't something that's just happening uh, between me and a target right now. This is when this the time comes, I can promise vengeance in sort of a formal kind of power way. Uh, but the ability to do this was, was I think, found in that hatred and in that um, strong desire for vengeance. So that's that's kind of uh, what's new with Venus. I picture promising vengeance as um, like smacking someone with a gauntlet. I know it's not that, but like <laughs> in my brain, it's like the time wizard gauntlet smack. Yes. Well, it's, it's actually a very dark ritual that children shouldn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. No. Mercus wakes up groggy, still wearing this burlap robe, and he's the hood up. And he takes off the hood, and he's just uh, got scratch marks all over his before. Very cute snout. Uh, <laughs> uh, he looks pretty beat up and, and pretty pretty dirty from rolling around underneath Grafa. And I think the experience, this mysterious experience that he had underground uh, required a lot of mental fortitude and um, just sort of gritted his way through it and uh, kind of remembered a lot of just technological secrets about being a banshee. Just a lot of flashbacks from watching brothers tinker, watching brothers tack, um, go through training. And so it was kind of like a big mental review of like the rule book or like the manual. He had to use it all. Yeah, he had to yeah. use it all. And when, you know, when you're taken over or a vessel, you're kind of still there, <laughs> like in an empty room, like, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and so he developed hold tricks, which is every game, not every adventure, every game we are we are playing, um, he can deploy a number of minor techno tricks uh, equal to his level minus one. So um, now that we're level three, uh, twice a game, Mercus can like play a trick um, and get plus two in, to any single roll um, or get a clue. So this is very similar to Insight or Beta's Find Clue. And then I think, because he hasn't really uh, gotten to tinker so much. He has some unused technical skills like Jack. He's just been more angsty and and more... Uh, kind of frustrated? Yeah, pretty frustrated with um, how everything's been going. He woke up like 
still hurting. He looks terrible. Like we've been through so much and he, all he can think about is his family and home. And so, uh, he, he just has this new frustration with technology because he's, uh, distrustful of, of the co, uh, but they taught him everything he knows about tacking and technology. And so he also developed kick fix, kick fix overnight. So if he ever fails to hack any sort of technology, um, can burn to grit and literally kick it and it will work. <laughs> I love that Marcus is now willing. He's like done with finesse. He's like, yeah. I'm, there's no more finesse. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm done being patient. I'm just going to kick things now. Not Tom Cruise in, in Top Gun, but now Randy Quaid at Independence Day. <laughs> Incredible. Very good. Very good. Uh, Oat uh, can now disarm and soak. What does soak mean? Motherfuckers, you're going to have to wait and find out. (laughs) I didn't know this was an option. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, can you just replace mine with, you're just going to wait and find out. Kind of love that, though. Remy's uh, time in the trenches has, uh, in the the trenches of that that mission that he just did, um, has, uh, you know, he had an, an uneasy night with weird dreams. Uh, and I think a lot of those dreams had to do with like protecting himself. So I think he was, he was sort of in his, he, he was having anxiety dreams and he came out of it. He woke up sweating, came out of it with some new stuff, uh, that his nanites can do because instinctively it's like, oh yeah, you know, how do I protect myself? Well, it's these fucking things. And so now he knows, uh, this thing called cam trap, which is, uh, I want to be mysterious, but Taylor already took the mysterious you can do you can take it i don't again. i don't it's i right. feel you like it, also. It, it feels it would feel like plagiarism <laughs> i can't plagiarize <laughs> a joke that'd make me no better than carlos mencia all right hey oh um real real topical here yes. on uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway camp trap it uh it basically uh, a bunch of nanites fly out of remy's nose and create a camera that is also a tripwire and he also in his sleepless night and uneasy morning learned uh flechette which that one you will have to find out but you could probably imagine what it does we've seen remy in action i can imagine what remy plus flechette looks like Uh, excited to see it though terrifying for for myself yeah so beta wakes up with a giant headache because she spent all day yesterday connecting everyone's minds for a long time and she hasn't really sustained that kind of connection for that long uh, so she's still feeling feeling that a bit, but she's kind of just uh, thinking about her time um, and getting to observe. So she was pretty much quiet besides her speaking in Lake Tafnian. She's pretty much quiet that whole mission. And she was just watching Oat use his words and convincing people and 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 moving people to make actions without any kind of force or violence and with that she learned a little bit of charm and so she gained uh, a dice in her charm roll uh, which was very low it was only a four <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure fail <laughs> with anything she does she gained another <laughs> she gained another dice roll with that and then also uh you know for beta this her whole life she's always been kind of searching uh you know searching for answers in history right she's so curious about the past and kind of knowing what was going on in the past even though she is really old and kind of was around for a long time she has trouble remembering that um and that's canonical. Like Shudthas are in the book described as like, they really don't know where they came from. No one else remembers. Like 
Exactly. Yeah. Cause she's been around for so long, but she's so curious about her past as well. And a little bit more recently, she's been searching for love, <laughs> constantly searching, searching. And now with the group, she's searching, she's searching for answers with what's going on with the company. And with this, she wakes up and she realizes uh, that she has the power of extend self, which is she can create an ethereal hand and move something, an object, a very small object, extremely, extremely slowly towards another person. <laughs> we're talking slow. We're talking days. <laughs> no. Yes, we're talking days. We're talking literal days. <laughs> but she can move it. Is it 4D4 four days? Is that what it is? It is. Oh, what is it? It's 4D6 days. <laughs> so oh, my days. God. Or hours, GM's choice. So, But you can move any small object from any location on one planet to any location on another planet. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, but it just takes days. It just takes a while. It just takes days. Uh, That's great. Okay. Uh, So as you all wake up and you are realizing, you know, what new things you are capable of or what new um, dangers you are willing to confront and what risks you are willing to take, what parts of you have been unlocked um, after a good night's sleep, after a dangerous, uh, dangerous mission, um, you're rubbing your eyes. Um, Maybe you're finally going to try some of the like weight and baked goods that have been foisted upon you in the last couple days. Uh, You know, you put something in your mouth and you chew on it. And you're like, it tastes all right, but like, you're still not really sure if it's food. Um, one of the Grand Shandy's messengers comes in, uh, doesn't knock, just like busts through this tall rickety door that's in this, um, you know, this sort of perfunctory room that you've been staying in. You probably recognize him um, from the last couple of days that you've been around. Uh, you know, he's been coming and going in the house. He's like tall, thin, has these horizontal uh, orange stripes on his back. And uh, he busts in and without even waiting for you to like acknowledge him or say anything, uh, he just starts talking to the lot of you, whatever it is that you're doing. And he says, hey, the uh, the Grand Shandy has uh, requested that I deliver to you uh, this message. And uh, he uh, holds up a small silver rectangle. It's like sort of, I don't know, kind of looks like a big Zippo lighter. It's kind of um, like scratched and dull. Uh, it's about the size of a, like a paperback book. And he clicks a button on its side and it starts whirring um, and like vibrating a little bit. And you hear uh, coming from it, from something inside of it or on it, very clearly, steady hand dealer's voice. Uh, and it is distant at first. Um, and then after the first bit, it is very clear. Yes, I know, but it's also important that I send word to these fleeters, so if you leave me be for two minutes, I'll deal the shifty's latest scheme in a tick. Right, uh, gonna cut to the chase here. I know you're a suspicious bunch, so I thought it best to send word by the sound of my voice rather than the post. There's good news, and there's bad news. As you know, today is the piratical convocation. We're meeting to discuss, among other things, what to do with the guns. Now, I have my colleagues over at Beryl, as I control both AA's kin and shifty's eggs. Thanks for that, by the way. Love a cruder, don't be asking too many questions. They've both agreed. The guns will stay in a storehouse underneath Grafa for now. But there is a wrinkle. Shifty Tay and a number of the smaller time outfits have been approached directly by some off-world type dealer. Not through the piratical government. This is brutally irregular. The dealer goes by Sha Shou. They're a golden skin character, apparently, who talks slowly and strangely. They have powerful allies, sounds like, and a serious operation at their command. Don't you want to know that all sooner rather than later? You've bought yourself some time, a few days at least, but those of us who don't want war are in short supply around a table, and frankly, most of us could look the other way if to take is good, which it do be. 
Since the ferries will be tied up hauling diplomats to and fro, the late Tefni and Stiffworks in the holes will be your fastest way of getting off Gaffa, which is what I'm guessing you'll want to do next. I'll have a carrier take you to a convenient entry cave on the shore if you like, but the rest is up to you. Oh, and do clean up a bit before you leave, yeah? You look like a bunch of manky brain rats on their way out. <laughs> right. All the best, Shandy. Holder of the Cork Sword. Mercus bristles at the mention of brain rats. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, whose eggs? I think we stole Shifty's eggs, uh... not Tay's eggs. I think they each had leverage over each other, and we gave it all to the Grand Shandy. Uh, the the messenger uh, puts the little recording device back in one of his uh, like vest pockets uh, and is waiting dutifully, but is obviously like waiting. Like he's looking at you like, okay, like you heard the message. Yeah, Mercus uh, stuffs an armoire full of clothes and pillows uh, like a booby trap because he's still a little uh, irked at the Grand Shandy for pranking them with the drinks. Um, but as he's doing this, he has a little bit of like a... Like, he twitches his snout like a familiar, like, smell. He remembers, like, at the sound of that name, Sancho, he, he remembers the smell of burning atmosphere and the image of, like, a sword tearing through through dimensional space and walking through the Escheresque for, like, the first time. And he's just like, who is that person that uh, the Grand Shandy mentioned? Do we know that person? I think it's that fucking guy. It Which is one? that fucking Who? guy. That fucking guy. The guy Who? with the... Remember the elf? There's only... I, I've, I've only met one gold guy ever. He spoke slow and deliberately. The void elf did not speak slow no, or deliberately. No, the gold guy. What's his name? Sasha, this got to be the Sasha. Sasha. How, How many gold people have you met? Yeah, I mean, for me, the count is one. Me too. It oh. it makes sense. It it follows exactly what you were saying, Venos. These orders are coming directly from the Sovereign and Ox, and he plans to get new arms to these pirates within a couple of days. We don't have time. I mean, it's good business. I, I, you gotta hand it to him, at least for that. Whose side are you on? I'm just appreciating the business of all of this. Anyway, yeah, we should go kill that guy. Someone should kill that guy. It may as well be us. Yes. <laughs> I think we need to start by going to spin. Oh, so you're in, in person. The, so you're in on the killing the guy part of this. Yes, we'll get oh, to excellent. that. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, we'll definitely get to that. But we know we have more. We have better contact with someone on spin who's actually in on this. I say we take this directly to Hracht. But first, and we can start by finding out what Algar knows. Yes. yes. Oh, Beta's Tor boyfriend. Torture, right? Torture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not. We're not official yet. You know, we've just written a couple of notes. Well, I've mainly <laughs> written the notes. Beta, but, I'm sorry to say, if he if he has anything to do with this, he may not be your boyfriend for very much longer. That's that is a threat that's for sure. That is that is a threat. Uh, no one you know said how, love was easy. Do you know how long it's been since I've eaten a guy? Okay, <laughs> let's. We got to make sure that Algar was not a part of this. We got to get tracked. Uh, as you guys are planning, Zestino is. In the room, uh, she's listening quietly. She's listening to you all plan. And when you say, you know, we're going to go to spin, we're going to confront our bosses, essentially. She waits for like a small lull in the conversation. And then she puts her hand, hand up and she says, friends, I, I think this is maybe where, where we part ways. Uh, there's, there's a lot for me to deal with here on Kakadun. I can't really justify leaving. 
and also when I left spin, I said that I would never go back and I intend to keep that promise. So, um, Venus, uh, Venus turns and looks directly at her and says, I, I understand. How can we be sure that you'll be safe? You know that you're wanted. Uh, don't worry about me. I, I I'm going to wait until the piratical consortium is over. I, I'm going to wait and see what, what Shandy says, what comes out of it at the end, because, you know, I know these things can sometimes turn on a dime. Once that's done, uh, I'll wait for the ferries to clear up and I will just get a boat. I'm going to go meet Millen uh, in the villages north. Ah, yes. Um, and then we'll go from there, uh, whether or not I need to hide out until things calm down. Like maybe, I, I don't know. I really don't want to do that. I want to get back to no laster as soon as I possibly can and just start trying to put the pieces back together. I don't know. Let me worry about me. I do want to say, and she's like, just sort of looks at all of you. She's like, I can't thank you enough for making my priorities your priorities. And Vino saved your life. She looks at Venus and she says, and I literally owe you my life. Uh, I don't think I could repay you if I wanted to. I mean, having seen what you go through and what time travel causes, I don't think I would want to. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank, thank yes, you. Yes, well, don't worry about all that. This is just what would have happened if something else happened. That's all. That's a good way to put it. What would have yes. happened if something else happened? Uh, as you're saying this back and forth at one another, um, Zestino is like uh, pulling out the the tangle of chains from around her neck. And she's like picking through them and she finds one uh, necklace that has a gold ring on it with a, a like a little purple stone in it. She unclasps the necklace and takes it off and she hands it to you and uh, she hands it to Venus. And she says, I, "Just a this is just a small token of my appreciation. Venus takes it. Um, he looks at it. She says, it's not, ma it's not magic or anything. It's not, I just, it's a ring. It's just a, no, it's I, just, uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> I the, understand. Pur the purple, it matches your robe. Uh, no, yes, yes. We, we learn in studying health science that very rarely does magic come from rings. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where does it come from? Do they tell you that or do they just do stuff It's a long you? story. We have to get to spin. Okay. All right. I'm just, I, you know, you're mysterious and I'm always, I'm always curious. Uh, Zestino says, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I think I'm just going to stay here. If you need me, please do not hesitate to do the weird brain thingy that everybody hates. But if I'm thinking about a big food lady, when you call, then you have to disconnect immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what? Beta ether speaks really quickly, says I'll, I'll be, be in, in touch, touch in Zestino's head. <laughs> uh, Mercus pulls his hood up um, just clasps his own hands together just bows and says ma'am uh, she she nods back at you Remy uh, sticks his hand up for a handshake yeah she gives you a handshake it's a really good handshake nice good handshake thanks nice you know see how you. good the handshake was it's got it, it's strong but it's nobody's trying to make it strong it sounds good <laughs> it's like how does how does the hand, handshake sound good and he just kind of gets a slightly jealous and he wants one as well <laughs> and he goes for one um you, it's definitely good not as good maybe it's just <laughs> the fact that he saw something that he never had before and nothing could measure up but it was a good handshake as well Everybody gains an additional grit uh, yes. <laughs> from a from a good handshake. Beta's watching uh, this weird handshake go on. She goes, Marcus, shall we head to the stiff work? Oh yes. You say it was late, Tefnian? And he just starts scratching his head, <laughs> trying to remember. Okay, you guys follow the courier out of the Grand Shandy's house, and you 
go to the Stiffworks. Ahoy, Fleeters! It's Jen, refactor of your heart and soul, here to check in on your current mission. How you doing? You need some jerky? It looks like you're already listening to Float City. Good, good, looking good already. But are you a member of our Patreon? For as little as five Terran dollars per month, you get ad-free, high-quality versions of the show, as well as tons of extras. We are currently celebrating 300 patrons and are slowly DMing each of you your very own Archaeotech. We are also paying actual dollars for helping us out with our Float City transcripts. You can find more information about it in our show notes. Thank you for your service, and I'll see you down at the canteen. So the messenger waits for you to gather your things, um, and he takes you up through saw pockets and down the escape. You head down the stairs that you walked up when you arrived in Grafa, but instead of heading left towards the boat, you go right, and you stick close to the edge of the wide, tall, yellow island, following its steep sides uh, on, like, chunky yellow sand, just like a meter or two of of beach, almost, um, uh, to... A giant hole. Uh, it's just a huge hole in the side of Grafa. Just a big old, almost tunnel. Massive, dark cavern. Um, and it's like partially filled with seawater that's waving into it. There's like a little pool or a pond or whatever you want to call it. Um, extending just into the inside of the landmass. And it just goes into the island and it fades to black. The courier sort of unceremoniously points from the hip. Bent elbow says, it's in there. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and leaves. Yeah, Merka shudders a little bit, having to go back into the caves. Um, <laughs> but uh, he stands up straight, uh, puts his fingers together, uh, bulbous uh, pop, pop, pop. You can hear, I am Mercus, 26 brothers. Just kind of grounding himself, <laughs> reciting <laughs> facts about himself, that he is himself, uh, and uh, leads the way into the tunnel. Yeah, so uh, Mercus, you are you are somewhat familiar. Beta, you also are somewhat familiar. You have spent a little bit of time uh, escaping from scabbards in the holes, uh, as Grand Chandy called them, underneath Grafa. But you still don't like really know specifically which way to go. You just know that it's like in, um, and you know it's dark in there. Um, you get in, you know the light fades very quickly. Um, I'm assuming you guys have like sun rods or uh, like flashlights or adventure or pack. Marcus has one. Okay, great. Yeah, so uh, lit by a sunrod, um, you can see the rough yellow stone and this giant plinth that Grafa sits on. It's like rough and craggy. It's kind of like pumice with lots of little holes in it. You walk in and you can see there are all of these branching passageways uh, and there are these round, like curving tunnels. Uh, and through the big tunnel that you've entered in, you see maybe like six or seven uh, lit by your sunrod. As you move it around, you see all of these openings kind of like bored into this hard yellow rock, uh, twisting and turning and, you know, going up and down and whatever. So um, can Mercus do find Nemat? You most certainly can. <laughs> yeah. It's going to burn three grit um, and a D12 for the reason check. We got a nine. 
great. I mean, you were going to, the threshold on this was very low because you, you know, spent some time in here and kind of maybe like got a feel for it. Uh, maybe the nose piercing is now working in your favor a little bit. Yeah. Now, that you're, now that you're used to it, you've had a night to sleep on it. More of a divining rod now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you walk through these tunnels, there are these, you know, sometimes there are these really, uh, steep shoots and occasionally you have to jump and hoist yourself up onto these steep ledges. Yeah. You have, you know, you're walking for at least five or 10 minutes. <coughs> you all right there, bud? No upper body strength. <laughs> Push-ups. Oh, it come helps. on. I got you. All in the, that's all in the tail, really. Come on. Here you go, kid. Come on. Thanks for the boost. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Beta takes Venus to the side. Do you really, you know, do you really think Algar is the kind of guy who'd be involved? I mean, I think I normally have a pretty good read on people. Well, I don't know whether or not Algar has anything to do with this, but I intend to ask him directly, find out exactly where his allegiances lay. I'm... What you need to be sure of is that you're prepared to do what it takes. I... And Venus says this louder so everybody could hear. Everyone. Everyone. It echoes a little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, he's serious. I want to be clear. Right now, we are on our way to commit what some at Spin will call treason. True, but I think others at Spin would be like, yeah, that figures. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty big well, company. I think people that matter will. I want to be clear about this. If you're not here to do what it takes and find out exactly who is in on it with Hracked and dispense justice where it is needed and the elimination of him and his consorts if necessary, then you shouldn't be going back to spin. Not with me. Venus has two shotguns strapped to his back right now. <laughs> yeah, at the mention of justice, Mercus feels like a, a new emotion, I think, and it's rage. <laughs> like, he's been, he's exhibited violence before, but this is just a whole new level of, like, his skin is hot. And is evaporating that 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 wet look. He's 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 drying out because he's so angry. Not only did Marcus get hard, he got dry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> look, I'm in. I'm in. I'm ride or die for uh, this crew. And you know, look, hey, it's me, Deep V. You know, I'm I'm gonna be there. Uh, but hey, look, um, I got it. I gotta tell you all something. Uh, you know, I, I was on Rigamont for a long time, and uh, you know, the Onvader didn't really. She kind of kept me uh, protected from, you know, what she, the thing that she called the other guy. And uh, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, the the Anax is the only, it was the only thing she was scared of. And even as she was getting older, you know, like all the weapons that she kept on her, like everything in her belt every like every everything she had on her like that wasn't to look nice i mean that was for protection you know that was for him he was the only thing that spoke to her and so uh, you know just as long as you know what you're getting into yeah venus i'm with you a uh, venus looks um uh at remy i mean um, I, come on obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is gonna be fun <laughs> well, I, <laughs> Are you hungry, Remy? <laughs> Are you not? Uh, and then he looks at Beta. Beta is looking at the ground, kind of wrestling in her head with this thought. Um, she knows that what if 
they do what they do, she's obviously not going to be in our be able to go to the archives and with archivists anymore. She's going to lose all of the work that she's been working on. She's thinking back to, you know, the memory that she had or the future prediction that she had with Algar. And she's seeing herself with this conflicting information, thinking, oh, no, is this what's going to happen? Am I going to throw my team? Is this when I throw my team under the bus? And, you know, and that future prediction comes through, comes true. And with that fear that she's going to do that, she gets this huge boost of confidence. And she says, you guys are all I got. I'm with you. Vino says, all right, then, even if it means losing a boyfriend. Yes. I mean, to be and clear, he, he was never her boyfriend. I just, I want, I just want to make that exceedingly clear. Yes. There was, the a, there was electricity. There's there was electricity. There's That's something true. There was. There That's was. true. I mean, look, if we kill him, he's the one that got away, right? He got I away got by to dying. be the one that got away. I mean, I said ride or die, but I, that's not like a coin toss. I prefer ride. <laughs> just saying. I'm just but I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Then on we go. And Vino starts to climb up another rock. <laughs> you guys go uh you will go further following mercus's direction as uh he points at various tunnels um bored into the bottom of graffa uh it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason but like you know mercus just knows where to go you walk for about another five minutes or so you get to this larger like almost room uh it's not quite a not quite a hallway it's a little bit bigger and you hear this like rustling sound um sounds like someone dragging a, a wet plastic bag full of wigs um, uh, Mer- mercus puts a hand up to make everybody stop behind him because he can hear you know stops it's like it's like tough plasticky hair being dragged through a puddle and Mercus, you know this sound immediately. Oh. You know exactly what this is. Oh, we meet again. <laughs> Followed by a kind of chittering noise. It's like a million toothpicks tapping on asphalt. And then this smell, which is it's like yeasty, like bread or old oats. But it's also sick and kind of acidic. Ugh. Uh, it's thick and it feels like it's replacing the air that you're breathing and it's getting a little hard to think why are you down here to serve the horde oh remy's super no no it's to get to the tefnian stiffworks it's to get no it was the horde remember we woke up and we said let's make a list of what to do you start to see a sea of rats um, they advance on you. You can, it's hard to pick out an individual rat in the circle that's surrounding you. It's this undulating kind of sea of hair and small black boxes. Um, they don't move like individual beasts across craggy rock, uh, though that's definitely what they are. Um, they kind of move, they kind of move like, um, you know those birds that move in like a what do they call it? a murmuration 
the mm -hmm. is it starlings? starlings. Mm -hmm. You know, this like beautiful kind of uncanny swarm that's born of a, a decentralized coordination that's very difficult to understand. And they're just kind of swarming around you. Um, and they're like climbing all over one another, forming this giant mass rat. And in front of you, it grows into uh, a shape. Uh, it's like f they're forming together, working together to become something, and they become a lasagna. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They don't become a lasagna. Uh, <laughs> they become something that looks like a, like a bear or a Sasquatch. And it like, it's this just hulking figure with these weird arms that are entering and leaving its body. And it opens its mouth, just like this wide, shallow indent in the middle of this big thumb-shaped body. And dozens of small voices fill your brain. And they all say, And all you can think of is, serve the horde, serve the horde. Everybody roll uh, reason or will, whichever's higher. Oh, this is maybe the scariest thing we've in any game have ever yeah. <laughs> encountered. I'm just going to say Very that. Good. Marcus rolled a nine. Nine. Oat rolled a one. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, Venus rolls a two. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Outside. Oat. I rolled a 12. Guys, look, I think they got some good ideas. <laughs> you know, let's just, let's hear them out. Let's hear them out. I think Remy's just going to try and punch Oat in the face and knock him out. <laughs> Oat and Venos, um, both, all you can think is serve the horde. It's just all consuming like oh a chorus. God. Uh, a, 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 a discordant, un, not in unison chorus in your head, just shouting, serve the horde. Uh, Mercus, Remy, and Beta, you're like, oh, this is gross and scary, but definitely don't serve the horde. Yeah. I think through the chanting, Mercus just pulls his hood down and just like, I am Mercus. <laughs> Venus, you get it. Does Remy have uh, one of those... Uh, lead tablets. I think still he does. Yes. Great. I think, right? Yeah, or think, did you get... Because we split them up. One, like yeah. I, I think Remy had one, uh, Mercus had one, and somebody else had one? Mercus, yeah. Mer Deshano gave hers to Mercus. So I never had my original. The shape of the rats is growing and it knows, you can tell, it feels that Oat and Venus are suggestible and it looks at Venus and you can tell it in in a way that is hard oh, to describe but like is is <laughs> inarguable realizes that Venus is the powerful one and <laughs> and Venus is the one that will serve the horde best and grows it like crests like uh, like a wave and is in slow motion moving uh, with this mouth open towards him. Taylor, what do you want me to do here? I'll take over. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> the wave of rats opens its maw and it is about to crash down upon Venus. And then you almost smell it before you see the color change. You smell like burning hair and bad bacon. 
and hmm. you see smoke and steam begin to sort of whistle out of the middle of the rat wave. And then <laughs> the, the, the air in front of it becomes wavy as like an extremely powerful beam of concentrated mega pink, <laughs> a, a hyper pink laser just oh, like no. burns a three foot swath like just a spotlight Ooh. burns across uh, the rat thing and the rats that are hit immediately begin screaming their their flesh and their hair is on fire and the psychic energy completely stops the rat energy is dissipated and they begin screaming and running and burning and the smoke from the rats is choking the passageway Choking the passageway, and the rats clear off. And just when the rats clear off, the smoke just dies enough for you to be able to see again. And standing on a rock just behind the rats. Come with me if you want to live. Oh, how it's y'all. It's Taurus, the vat gnome. Sorry, I screamed. Okay. He's... He's... He's Taurus. He's wearing an eye patch. His head is shaved. Uh, and he's got he's he's carrying in in his hand. Uh, there is like a it's almost like a giant glass flies eyeball. It's like a quarter of a sphere of these like tessellated glass shapes, and you immediately recognize it as like oh this is part of the machinery that you fought in the top of the plots uh, when you were with the gnomes on the moon. And uh, 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 this is part of that heat ray apparatus. Uh, and he's got it in one hand and the electronics of it are sort of smoking and it's running to a bunch of small batteries that he wears in a bandolier across his, his bare chest. Uh, suddenly, Oat and Venos now remember Tefni and Stiffworks, Spin, Trade Deals, the Saffron Anox, the Co, Zestino, etc. Serve the Horde dissipates like so much burning rat hair. Yeah. Yes, it, it dissipates, but there what there is a thing of like Taurus's first impression for Venus is that he was killing his horde, like for <laughs> no reason. Like he didn't see the greater purpose at all, and he was just wasting lives for no reason. And you know, as it dissipates, he realizes that's silly. But there is still something about like your first impression of someone is just someone wantonly just. <laughs> You know, throwing away lives, valuable horde lives, um, that just is harder to shake. <laughs> Wantonly. <laughs> Nick, yes. are you trying to say horde lives matter? Is that what this is? Oh, horde lives matter. <laughs> you got a problem, Grandpa? Torres. Oh, uh, no, 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 not at all. Th th thank you so much for, for, for helping us. I'm afraid some of us might have been taken in, uh, taken in now. Uh, by, but anyway, oh, wow, thank you. Anytime. Gamma, am I saying your name right? Gamma, is that what it was? Who? G Gamma? You. Me? Yeah. Taurus, it's so great to see you. No, Beta. I'm often... Beta, right. People yeah, mix Taurus is my name and saving your ass is my game. Taurus, where have you been? Yeah, I feel like last we saw you, you were you were falling out of the sky? Last, uh, something like that? You you. You fell into a hole in the, the ground. It was a stiff works that was moving, and you we, you we thought you died. Well, I didn't. Okay, Looks like well. you're not too good at thinking. <laughs> what happened to me is a long story, a story I will tell you in its entirety right now. 
<laughs> you guys start walking. Do you, do you continue walking yeah. down the... Yeah, yeah Mergis yes. is walking in the front with Taurus. I said follow me if you want to live. It's this way. <laughs> wait, you're here for the stiff works, right? Yes, yes, yes we oh, are. Oh, thank Christ. Oh, wait. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I don't know if Christ that's the right one you want to say. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. now he's going to introduce Christ into the game. God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. I'm so lonely down here. It's been horrible. Look, yeah, I fell out of the portal. I landed on the beach, uh, you know, just in a big old hunk, of, uh, a big old pile of junk, uh, running around trying to find stuff to eat and drink. Obviously, I can't find my way back. Portals are moving around. It was crazy. I thought I was going to die. I ended up, uh, you know, sort of hooking up with a bunch of this gang of these big shrimps, the big drink wranglers. And, you know, I just was doing, like, chores for them and favors and, like, like just sort of telling stories at night, just earning my keep, you know what I mean? And uh, and one of them poked me in the eye, and that's how I lost my eye. Although it might just be bruised. I haven't checked in a couple days. It was hard to see, but not impossible to see. Anyway, we were talking one night, and they just got talking about other stuff, and they said that there was a gate on Graffa, and I'm like, what's Graffa? They were like, Graffa is an island full of pirates. Obviously, you already know, because you got probably here the same way. So I just hitchhiked. I just I found, I found a place people coming and going in boats uh you don't have a lot of those but you know just first principles common sense you can re reason it out i'm a navigator you know the <laughs> principles down here are a lot of the same as the principles up there and uh you know found a boat you know and just sort of like washed windows i helped cut some weird fruits up for all the meals uh and they gave me passage to grapha and then you know i came here thinking i'll just waltz up to the gate and wait for the first person to come through uh and then you know i'll just beg for a ride or whatever i'm a navigator maybe they can use my services but i've been down here for the better part of the week fighting these rats it, it's it's hell taurus is like uh every friend who is an extrovert who's been inside for a year and yes. finally gets to mm. hang out with people me basically <laughs> yeah but i gotta tell you after a week of fighting the rats and hitchhiking down the a strange alien world i'm different now not the same Taurus you knew just a short few days ago. I could say the same as me. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh. Well, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus stands up straight and he says, uh, we're actually heading back to spin. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Is that no is that is that normal? Yes, that's where we came from. Because you said it like it was important. But to me, that's normal that you would be going back to spin. I guess mm -hmm. what's ab abnormal about it is that we're wanted probably by many people on spin. And what? We, well, we, we, don't we don't know that for wait, sure. What have you, what have y'all been up to since we came? You know, no, no, wait, hold on. <clears throat> I don't care what your story is. I only care about getting out of this place. Now, Marcus, you're the only one here that seems able to talk any sense. Do you think you can protect the gang from these brain rats while I lead the way the stiff works? Oh, yes. I've dealt with them before. Yeah, you seem like the top. You can always tell a person that's outsmarted the brain rats. We've got a certain something you can tell about us. He also just looks like shit. <laughs> a certain je ne sais rat. <laughs> yeah. I was Thank like, you, I going to say that, but I thought he wouldn't speak French. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. The rest of you softies get in line. Me and Marcus will lead the way. Head. Try and keep up, am I right? Mm-hmm. And as you're walking, you actually start to hear again 
the chittering hair dragging sound in the distance uh, as the rats reform. Guys, follow follow Taurus. Yes. Okay. So Taurus takes you down one tunnel, and then he's about to turn left, and he looks back and says, "That was a test. If you turn left there, it's certain death." We're going right. Try and keep up. And then he goes right. And you can tell that he's like, he's he's walking like he's traversed these tunnels a million times before. I, I feel like Torres is maybe wearing a t-shirt that he has made. Somehow. Topless. He that, is, to- I have, oh. he is so on- in canon. He is topless wearing a bandolier of batteries. <laughs> I'm just imagining him, maybe he's written on himself somewhere, try and keep up. Like, this is his <laughs> <Yeah>. new lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like as, Frankie says, relax, but try and keep up. <laughs> and as you go through the tunnels, you see at these, like, we- intersections and these sort of, like, little little bridges over these weird uh, aquatic crevasses. Uh, uh, you see that, like, he's written, he's carved in little directions along the way. Be like, across this way, crossed out, rats there, don't go, and all <laughs> All these things like scratched on the wall uh and at one point you're walking and a bunch of rats just begin to fall out of a tunnel directly on top of you and he falls on his back and he's covered by rats and then you hear the sound of like an old crt monitor powering up and the sizzle sound fills the cave as the heat ray just carves a vertical column through the rats that have fallen in and up into the tunnel and then he stands up dust himself off peels a baked carrot like a baked skin strip of a rat off him and you can see that some of his skin kind of goes with it and he's like yeah around here we call that a monday try to keep up and then he runs down the tunnel again and then after after a few more twisted turns he takes you through a very sad little apartment where there's a <laughs> cot made out of some logs on the side of the wall. And on the, on the cave wall, he's carved a picture of the other vat gnomes. <laughs> like a child's drawing, like with a, like the kind of like the kind you'd see with like a square house and the sun over it and a tree and a swing in the tree. And like people with Reagan. heads and arms and legs, but no bodies. It's like that level, like a four-year-old's family drawing on the wall. Mercus immediately recognizes Deep River and puts his hand on that one. <laughs> yeah, you think you'll ever uh, see Deep River again one day? I hope so. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of other business to take care of first. You listen to me. You listen to me, Marcus. I don't care how hard you are. You break her heart, I'll hunt you to the ends of the world. You hear me, kid? Loud and clear and fair. All right, let's see if y'all can keep up. <laughs> Runs out of the room. I love that 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 Torres himself has acknowledged that he's only been doing this for like four yeah, days. Yeah, I was just going to say, how long have you been here, Torres? <laughs> Long I enough, mean, Gamma. Long enough. <laughs> Mercus does know where to go, but he's just shaking his head, like letting Torres be the leader. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Torres takes you down a wrong pathway, but like you can still tell that it will get you there. It's just yeah. maybe slightly longer than it should be. <laughs> you get to the end when you get to what it might be the sound sort of changes the way it does in caves, and you tell you you can tell you might be near a larger space. And uh Taurus stops very quickly and holds his fist up in the air, motioning for you to stop. All right. It's around here. I'm just going to go make sure it's clear. Marcus? Mm-hmm. Cover me. You got it. 
how, he, uh, yeah. tightens a boot. <laughs> and, and you can, and in this moment, you can tell that Taurus has no idea what the phrase "cover me" means. He looks oh, at you tight, zap, say He it. looks at you, tighten the boot, and he goes, "Bingo." <laughs> <laughs> That's what covering means means to him is to you tighten your boot. He looks at Marcus. You got the goods, kid. <laughs> you might just make it down here, and then we might just make it out. He rolls out and he rolls on the ground and he jumps up and he points the heat ray one way. He points the lenses the other way and he points them up. All right. Mergus is just calmly walking up behind him. Yeah, as far as all of you can see, he has just like ducked and rolled and pointed the laser beam into just a completely empty room. We are live to strive in five by five. Mission accomplished. Stiff works ahead. Uh, and yeah, as you approach where Taurus is standing, <laughs> as he walks away from you, uh, in you can see a, a glint that is slightly different from what you've seen so far. Uh, on the far wall in this large room, uh, there is a portion that is not dull, only semi-reflective yellow rock, but a portion that is bright, much more reflective, very smooth red. And you all recognize this color and texture immediately from what you saw on the top of Grafa, uh, the pyramids and the fork shapes that um, Wythe described as like meeting places, uh, places that maybe like people are spooked out by a little bit, uh, but which otherwise like no one really knows how to use. Uh, but that Mercus you recognized as Tefnian Stiffworks. Mm-hmm. At this point, I would like to point out that you could have just gone to the pyramids up at the top. Yeah. But Grand Shandy <laughs> has again fucked with you and sent you the long way. Oh, ass. <laughs> uh, and made you, uh, yeah, um, r- root around inside uh, the, the middle of Grafa. So, yeah, you, uh, do you all approach the Stiffworks? Yes. Yeah, Mercus takes a, a walk around it looking uh, for any interactive parts. So yeah, so it there's no around. It's just sort of set into a wall uh, that you can't find any. There's no exit on this side. Uh, it's like this blood red steel, almost um, like oval kind of shape uh, that intersects with the ground that looks like that looks like it's been pushed up against the back side of a hole that's been made in the rock. Uh, like it's been installed from behind uh, and it's smooth to the touch. Uh, it kind of looks like, um, if you guys have ever been to Storm King, it kind of looks like a Mark DeSuvero sculpture. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Mercus, you do see there is a small red pedestal that is standing directly to its left and it's got a slanted top on it with a small black circle. Okay. He uh, heads toward that and uh, just kind of, like trying to remember, trying to remember, like how how do I attack a Tefnian? How do I attack a Tefnian? It's it's much more difficult because he doesn't have attack map, um, and it's usually just prescribed, like you're going from here to here. But because um, there is no map, uh, he has to sort of uh, maneuver a little bit more. Well, um, well, well. <laughs> if there's one thing I know how to recognize, it's brain wrap urine and feces but if it's two things i know how to recognize it's that that i just said and somebody who needs a navigator oh pretty lucky for you that the gnome that knows how to navigate was the one that fell through the portal (laughs) i guess i'm lucky torres do you have any insight about this 
Yeah, I mean, my whole plan was to come here and offer my navigation services to somebody who, look, I I know how to go, sort of. I have machines that know how to go. I just can't drive the dang thing. Here, uh, Gamma, hold this. And he gives you the lens array, uh, and, it, the, the, and he takes off the bandolier batteries, and he, he hands you this. Uh, and on one of the many other straps that he's wearing, he spins it around uh, so that the, the gear that it was carrying is on the front of his body. Uh, and he brings out this thing. And he sort of like slides open the. It's almost like one of those old phones that you slid it out, you know, mm-hmm. and like you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. But this thing has like multiple, and each one like slides out at a weird angle, and some are round, and some are square, and it looks like several different navigation devices of some sort uh, have been like assembled together, uh, all sort of attached to a larger, stranger-looking device that he seems to keep in the pocket of his torn dungarees. <laughs> and, uh, uh, um, uh, and he wipes a lot of he wipes some brain rat feces and urine off the screen and he starts it up and it makes the startup chime song. I'll let Mike put that in now. It just takes a minute. I just updated it. So oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Now, uh, uh, where are you trying to go? Going to spin. Oh, that's like the second easiest place to navigate to. <laughs> All right, but now look. Now, I know we're all friends here, but I just got to double check. I, I give you the directions. I, I tell you how to tack. You send me back to Narcosa, right? Right. From here? Yeah. Give me a ride home. Are you kidding? Help. Hmm. Help me. In the distance, uh, in the room that you are in, you start to hear a chittering and hair rubbing sound. Mm. <laughs> well, let's see if I have enough energy. What do I need to do? Uh, well, okay, look, I gotta work the navigation stuff. Beta, uh, look, that thing's pretty easy. You just point and click, all right? Uh, give me a minute. And then he starts typing furiously away on his The smell uh, is getting machine. really strong. Um, can uh, everyone roll either Will or Reason, whichever is higher? Uh, Taylor, you can also roll for Torres if you want. Eight. I got a ten. I got three. Three that time. Uh, he got a seven. Got a twelve. Beta. <laughs> beta. <laughs> beta. <laughs> It's getting hard to think. It actually smells kind of good. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, it kind of smells like the inside of uh, like a bakery. Uh, who? You know what would be nice right now? Or like a metal shop because she eats metal. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like a metal <laughs> shop. Yeah. It smells like a, it smells like a chop like shop. Loaves of metal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and man, wow. You're just feeling like maybe the thing to do right now is serve the horde. Mm. Uh, that's just really seeming like a good idea. Torres, you successfully, everybody else successfully um, evades uh, being mind controlled by the rats. Um, I mean, this would be something that Torres would, I think, get eventually. So, I mean, he can roll for it or we can say that, like, you know, it's going to take a few minutes, but he gets it. I think it's going to take a few minutes, but he's definitely going to get it. Okay, so you're all all watching Torres type uh, furiously. Um, The rats are, are... crawling on one another and a wall of them is slowly growing in front of you blocking as far as you know the only exit for this room it's getting higher and higher it's not forming um a shape of a creature it's forming more like a structure beta what is beta doing in this moment while thinking serve the horde beta (laughs) suddenly also holding a very powerful lady yeah Beta oh. suddenly is is like loosening her grip around the laser and staring ahead at where this wall is forming 
and like slowly things are dropped. So first that what he also handed the bandolier to her, right? Yeah, the battery pack, yeah. So yeah. slowly the bandolier dropped. So that's the first thing to drop from her hand onto the ground. Hey, Delta, I said point and shoot. Marcus, you got to control your squad. <laughs> I think we might have lost Beta. <laughs> what? Beta, the wall looks very inviting and, and soft. Uh, and yeah, serve the horde, man. And drops, now drops the, the laser thing and is beginning to step towards the wall. It clanks, and one of the lenses on the corner of it shatters. Uh, it's not destroyed, but it is now less of an effective weapon than it used to be. Rats um, got her! Rats got her! Rats got her! Uh, Remy uh, takes the lead pill, runs uh, in front of Beta, and chucks it at the, the rats. <laughs> The, the lead pill is the thing that uh, Grand Shandy gave you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one rat eats it uh, and then melts through the other rats <laughs> and melts through the bottom of the floor <laughs> and you don't see it anymore. One rat. <laughs> oh, one rat. Great, great job, Remy. One you down. Know, I thought that would I thought that would be more effective. Uh, Venus is Considering uh, it looked like a mouse. Oh, you didn't bring your lasso? Venus' shotgun barrel parts right between both of their faces as they're arguing, and he sh- and he uh, pulls the trigger at the uh, mound of rats. Which shotgun is Vino shooting? Not the dangerous one, just the okay. regular normal shotgun. It's really, it's very loud in this yeah. in this cavernous room. There's a big echo. Yeah, all of your ears ring for a second afterwards. You are close enough that you can blow a hole in the wall of rats that is coming towards you. Uh, it is now, um, it's now making more like, it's like it made a wall and now it's making a pyramid, but the point of the pyramid is coming at you. Uh, so ah. it's coming to a point in front of you. And um, you you blow off a couple of the rats at the front of that. They die. Uh, there are some bloody rats on the ground in front of you, but there are still hundreds, if not thousands or tens of thousands of rats in this room. Okay. Um, I need more time. Is... I need more time. All right, fine, time. fine. Remy picks up the, the laser that Beta has dropped and attempts to shoot it at the rats. Roll combat. Ugh, fucking... Beta's thinking, Vino, this is not very nice to my new friend. (laughs) (laughs) Beta is like, uh, I mean, you tell me, Beta, like, how close are you to the rats? Fuck. Wait. (laughs) Oh, wait. Sorry. This. Oh, no. It was a five. Oh, no. It was a five. That's fine. I was looking for a four because there's a literal wall of rats in front of you. It is not hard to hit. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I wanted you to not shoot Beta, and you successfully did not shoot Beta. So, yeah, Remy, the effect is roughly the same as what happened when you saw Torres use it. So you tell me what happens. Yeah, Remy's just like he, you know, shoots it sort of expecting recoil and, you know, jerks it backwards, attempting to compensate for the recoil. That's just not there. So it just sort of carves like a a line upwards through the rats. Uh, And you it's like Akira. You cut through the advancing wall of rats and it (laughs) smells another kind of terrible. There are flaming rats running around. You've um, disintegrated the portion of the sideways rat pyramid that's coming at you. uh, But they're just flooding into the room through that door uh, that you came in through. Uh, You have stemmed the tide at the moment, but you have not fully stopped them. Uh, This is a much bigger group than what you saw when you saw Torres, um, I'm gonna ask. Has it been long enough to now ask everyone to roll reason or will again? 
What do you think, Let's Taylor? Go. One Let's more do it. Time. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, please roll reason or will, whichever is higher, again. Oat got a three. Nick got a nine. I mean, Vino's got a nine. Oh, no. Marcus got a two. How did I get a three <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taurus is okay. Everyone except Vinos and Torres. It's getting harder to think. Wait. I am hard. I am hard. You're here. You're on Grafa. And what is it that's on Grafa? It's the brain rats. So you must be here to serve the horde. That's the, why else would you be on Grafa if you weren't here to serve the horde? Venus, Torres, everyone else gets sort of like glassy-eyed. Rats got him! Rats got him! Rats! Venus! Grandpa! Rats got him! Um, so Venus is now the only person who could act here because Torres needs to uh, continue his work in order for us to get out of here. We can't get through the door who came in. There is one other weapon that Venus has with him other than his magic. Um, and this is a this is a weapon with a rule. And the rule is don't fire this weapon at anything that isn't water. It has to be water. Oh, no. That's the only rule of this weapon. <laughs> and Venus is repeating this rule in his head as he takes out this shotgun that has a basically like a TV monitor in the front of it. <laughs> it's the only thing with a big enough diameter because after he plugs a couple of more shotgun shells into this writhing mass, he realizes, you know, that's like, you know, a rat in a rainstorm. And uh, he sees the uh, approximate diameter of this mass is definitely bigger than the 10 foot or so, or 10 meter, he doesn't remember, um, diameter of the effect of this gun, but he says it's better than the shotgun shell. He hopes for the best, but he doesn't have any other choice. Before these rats get close enough to his friends to the, and entangle, he has to pull the trigger. He points the reverse gravity gun near the base of the rat pile, and pulls the trigger. All right. That's a total party kill. Ah! Good night, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Game over. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. I love this. So, oh, this is horrible. This is going to be horrible. So here's what I'm going to say. Here's my reasoning. Wall of brain rats in a cavern, not unlike fish in a barrel. Roll combat. Yep. Don't get a one. Oh, my God. Don't get a <laughs> or one. Or do. Fuck it. Why not? This is just, get a one. And that concludes Float City. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not my, it's not my favorite ending, but it's not a bad ending. Yeah. The end credits is just the Anox with Racked being like, we won! <laughs> uh, I got a three. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That was a natural two, by the way, plus one. So that's, that, that would have been that would have been a bad if I got a one plus one. Oh in my god. Two, so in the biz, in the biz, we call that a near whiff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Woo. look, hey, he, he didn't even try and use any grit to boost the roll. He was just yeah. like, nah. You know what? I thought that <laughs> what grit, what good is grit going to do me? If it's... If it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to save it for when you really need it, right? Not now. What grit is what good is grit going to do me? Famous last words. Yeah. Uh, okay. I actually just forgot about boosting rolls, and I just <laughs> fucking did no, it. So stupid. No, I mean, but honestly, just ended I the think show. That's, incredible. that's fine because you know, if you're if you're about to die and you're getting encroached by brain rats, you might not, you know, properly boost your roll, and I think that's that's fine. This is the yeah. this is like this could be that could be the non-canon ending to the show, you know, just for yeah, real heads. True. 
Venus just tears everyone in half. <laughs> oh my god, y'all are killing me. What happens? Okay, here we go. Venus, you level the shotgun and you your hands are shaking. Uh, it is heavier than you remember it and the situation is more dire than when you were escaping No Laster. This is a huge terrible, nearly unthinkable threat. Um, and your friends are in much more present danger than they were when you were being chased by the guard. You level the shotgun as Taurus is typing away. You click the button. The little readout that you see clicks down from one to zero. And it, it's a very familiar feeling. It feels like something is pulling the gun out of your hands. It feels like there's some unseen force that's trying to take it out of your grip and fling it towards the rats. There's a light click and it goes away. And the floor starts to shake and small bits of rock start to levitate off of the ground. And the shaking gets more intense. And some of the rats at the end of the pyramid that's pointing at you start to float upwards. And they kind of spin slowly as they do it. And more of them start to float upwards. And more of them start to float upwards. And they're pinned against the top of the cavern. And the floor of the cavern cracks. And the ceiling cracks. And you start to see bits of stone crumble from between the cracks that are above you. And you look down and you can see the water. You can see the sea below Grafa in an open cavern that's below you. And the floor is shaking and shaking. And it's like you're in an earthquake. It's becoming more and more intense. The rock that is around the stiffworks is starting to crack and break. Ah. The ceiling towards where you pointed the gun starts to lift away from you. And you swear in the distance you can hear a large number of people screaming. Oh, God. Oh, no. We gotta go. We gotta go right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I got it. There's a ding. There's like a toaster. There's like a mechanical, the toast is done ding out of this machine. And Taurus says, the rats are screaming as they're pinned against the ceiling of the cavern, and there's, some of them are trying to come towards you. They are trying to advance on you, but there's a point at which they cross, and they're just lifted and almost thrown uh, up against the ceiling, and there are these disgusting splat noises that are happening, and there's just this upside-down writhing mass of rats on the ceiling, and the rift between your half of the cavern and their half is growing and things are starting to fall through the crack in the ceiling. A bit of street food, someone's hat. You definitely hear the sounds of people screaming. The floor beneath you is starting to crack, not because of the effects of the weapon that Venus has used, but because you have caused, you have upset the structure that you're in and uh, the floor where you are is just thinner than other parts. So you can feel it below you. It's starting to writhe and it's starting to shake and you can feel some portion of it is changing. You have a tack map. You have yeah. not opened the stiff works. Yeah. Mercus, you, <laughs> you know that in order to open a Tefnian stiff works, you need a comm, which I do not know if Taurus has one of those, but as far as I know, Mercus does not, or you need a single drop of nanite-infused blood. 
uh, Mercus, uh, like, says, Remy, I need you. Huh? What? We can only <laughs> open this with some nanite blood. We only need one drop. Oh, yeah? You hear the scream of a waiting woman as she falls through the crack in the ceiling, and you swear, if you want to roll Will, I can confirm for you that it might have been the woman selling mugs on the Garabakan line. Oh. You better start bleeding, kid! Let's go! <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, do anyone got a knife? Oh, wait, no, I do. Mercus guides you to the panel that's uh, slanted with the big circle on it. Yeah, Remy, I guess, takes out his big knife that he bought from, or uh, he got from a steady hand dealer and, uh, uh you know, cuts his palm and then puts it on the puts it on the panel. And uh, just as like a safeguard, Marcus always touches the gate with the three fingers and the four fingers. You can hear it go boop boop boop. How's that for a prank, Grand Shandy? <laughs> a black circle opens in the smooth red wall of the late Tefnian Stiffworks. The floor below you starts to crumble. Everyone, roll movement. Ah! This is. This Fuck. is a standard move check. The floor is disintegrating below you. I need you to roll a six or higher. Okay, I guess I'm gonna use six you grit. grit. <laughs> yeah, Marcus is gonna. Yeah, right? is gonna burn six. Because that's burn that's, six. That adds six to your final result. So. So don't roll one. <laughs> Taylor is making a roll. bad face. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, got it. Eleven. <laughs> Nine. I got a two on that fucking roll, though. <laughs> I, got a, I got a twelve. No. Torres. Oat. Oh, who didn't? I got eleven. Oat rolled a one. <laughs> no! Oh, no. On a d12. Oh, it's it's no. his strongest ability. He rolled a one. Rip. Uh, Oat, you are standing on a piece of floor that just cracks below you. <gasps> It's a triangle that is two feet by two feet by two feet. It's like a little equal, like a perfect little equilateral triangle that just breaks off and falls into the sea below. Remy yells, oh, use your wings. They're, yeah. And they're, they don't work. If anyone else wants to roll movement to try to catch Oat before he falls to his death, you can try, but it's difficult. It's going to be nine. Uh, Mercus is going to is going to hold tricks. Is going to pull one trick, which is add two to a roll, and then he's going to burn another six. So, uh, yeah, he's going to roll a d12. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's an 18. Oh, oh, oh! Mercus whips around and uh, ex- holds on to a ledge and extends his tail down to whip and around Oat's wrist. Mercus whips that tail down and snags the Nolastrian manacles that Oat took off the cops in Jeshtino's apartment. And we see Mercus lift him up by that pair of handcuffs that was hanging off his belt loop. Amazing. Well, that's pretty cool, Mercus. Oh, you good? <laughs> yeah. Remy pats him on the back. You good, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty fun, right? Uh, 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 it's another day for Oat. <laughs> I've been back. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Mercus, go. Mercus falls into the into the gate. Beto leaps in. Beta follows. You. Remy salutes the debris and jumps in backwards. 
As you run into the open stiffworks, into the black portal, you hear increasingly the screams of people as they oh, fall through the rift that has been put through basically the middle of Grafa. Um, <laughs> as you retreat into time and space, uh, you hear the sounds very familiar to you from your time on Narcosa of just untold destruction. Just debt detritus, building material, things just being scooped up, torn and thrown. Guess that's why he said never pointed at the ground. <laughs> Only pointed at water. Is that worse than war? <laughs> I think we may have just done a little genocide there, folks. Worse than war. Just like a kind of a kind of halfway cleansing ethnic. Did we just wage war on Grappa? <laughs> Yeah. Venus is just quiet. He can't think of, he can't hear anything but the screams. What is this stiff work like going through it? So, uh, very similar. Um, you go down, you run, uh, you escape down a black circular hallway uh, for the first time in a while, it feels like. Though really it's only been like, what, week maybe? Week and some days? Um, the space feels inexplicably constricted, though it is infinite in expanse, and then inexplicably infinite in its feelings. You get to the end, you get towards the end of it, and the way that you know this is not by sight, not by feeling, but by taste. You taste spin before you really see it. Kelpie, salty, <laughs> briny air. It's damp. And then you hear the hum of the atmosphere system. You step foot from an infinite expanse of a stiff works into the graded floor of the bays. Uh, uh, the horde would never do this to me. <laughs> Forget about the horde, all right? Yeah, I don't think there's ever going to be more hordes. I think maybe there was an end to the brain rats. So that's one good thing that happened after cracking that island in half. You also don't know, you know, you didn't go and try to find out where the guns are stored. So, like, who knows what happened to those? They all oh, maybe got spilled into the sea shit. or, you know. I mean, look, I, cracked, I, I still think. Cracked open like a Easter egg. Grand Shandy pranked us, so we destroyed his island. The greatest prank. The greatest prank of all time. is. Well, I'm hoping it's just like a 10-foot hole, but who knows? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Remy, Beta, Venus, Oat by the skin of his teeth and Torres you're on spin you hear the atmosphere system what you don't hear is little Waitana it is quiet it's night on spin or at least the clocks say that it's night on spin the bays are empty you're alone You are now leaving Float City. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and you want to help us keep making it, head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. Five bucks a month gets you access to a whole other show we do called Fun Chatty. It gets you access to our rad as heck discord full of very weird, very nice and smart nerds. It gets you access to music playlists and more. It is a great deal. You know you want to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat.
I'm Bijan Steven, and I play Remy Tester on Float City. You can find me online on Twitter at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitch at the same name, and on Instagram at Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Mercus and Meldar. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randwiches. That's the word sandwiches, but replace the S with an R. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Beta Combat. You can find me on social at Shodell. Hello, this is Nick Gersio, and I play Lux on Fun City and Venus on Float City. You could find me at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter and N Gersio on Instagram. You spell Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. I'm Taylor Moore, and I play all the cool, interesting characters. You can follow me at taylor.biz. <laughs> My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. Float City is played in a soon-to-be-released system called Still Fleet, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Still Fleet. This episode of Float City was recorded at various locations around Brooklyn, New York. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Once a dream did weave a shade or my angel-guarded bed. That an emmet lost its way, where on grass methought I lay. Troubled, wildered, and forlorn, dark, benighted, travel-worn, over a many tangled spray. All heartbroke, I heard pixel riffs say, Oh, my children, do they cry? Do they hear their father sigh? Now they look abroad and see, now return and weep for me. Pitying, I dropped a tear, but I saw a glowworm near. Who replied, what wailing white calls the watchman of the night? I am set to light the ground while the beetle goes his round. Follow now the beetle's hum. Little wanderer, hide thee home. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Remy's flute playing is by Jake Fridkiss. The Fun City art is by Tess Stone. And the Float City art is by Ethan Gould. Our Discord mods are Olivia Goulin, Kelly McHugh, Kit Pulliam, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton.